This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking Detroit Tigers with MLB.com's Tigers beat reporter Jason Beck. And uh, we were talking before we started, it's, uh, it's a good feeling in Detroit right now. Uh, people were sort of crowning the Indians, and yet uh, you look at the standings, and it's a very close race in the AL Central, which kind of makes this even more interesting that this historically very aggressive club uh, sat still at the deadline. Um, now they do have a new general manager, but they have the same owner. Uh, is this an indication of what's to come in future years? Is this the new normal? Is this uh, just the, the nothing added up? What, what goes into something as unusual as the Tigers being quiet at a deadline? Um, is it the new norm? I don't know if it's to this degree, but I think the days of them just selling every asset they have in the farm system is, is, is kind of over. It's, um, and I know it's, you know, talking with people, it almost sounds like gibberish when you talk to them about collecting minor league talent and, and having an eye for the future. It, it's been years since we've heard that here, but that really seems to be an imprint that, yeah, they were interested in, in making upgrades if there was something obvious and something that wasn't going to cost them a ton. But um, you know, the way it related to me is you look at the other teams that were in the market. You, know, you look at the Indians, the Cubs, the Astros, deep farm systems, you know, farm systems with several prospects that the Tigers, there will be probably top prospects in, in the Tigers prospect rankings, to be fair. Um, they got to that point because they didn't sell off talent at other years when they were close to contending, but, but didn't want to break up that group. The Tigers are in some ways trying to get to that point right now. It doesn't mean they're going to wait for like three or four years and then go all in, but they're trying to get get to a point where they can have enough prospects to make a move at the deadline but still have guys to fill in holes where they feel like they need them. And really, it, in a lot of ways, that's what they're doing right now. They're counting on injury returns, especially with Jordan Zimmerman, to help out the rotation, to give them that trade deadline type of boost. But by having Daniel Norris at AAA right now and having him stretched out, they hope that they have that rotation insurance that if somebody goes down, somebody beyond Mike Pelfrey, that they have somebody who can come in and not only hold down a rotation spot, but give them a chance to win every five days. As they have gotten close here, and they're suddenly, again, very close and very much in a race, do you anticipate, you know, maybe not those kinds of blow-up-the-farm moves, but do you anticipate them looking to make some moves 
in August. You anticipate them trying to do some waiver trades to sort of patch up the roster around the edges and, and make sure that uh, they take advantage of what has become an opportunity. You know, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch, and that's where that ownership impact might be felt because you know, they're in luxury tax territory. You're going to be paying like a dollar thirty on the dollar or whatever because of that penalty. Uh, now, granted, you're talking about a smaller share of salary this late in the year, but you know it, it still adds up, obviously. Um, but you're also looking at guys who most likely because of contracts or, or why they clear waivers. So you shouldn't necessarily have to pay as much for those guys. So you know, do they look for you know, maybe a reliever to sneak through? I'd be surprised if a, a big-name reliever or, or a major contributor sneaks through, given how much relievers are in demand right now, but you never know. Um, yeah, I, I think they, they might look at that. Uh, you know, maybe a second lefty, something around there. Uh, you know, maybe an extra outfielder, although – it sure sounds like with the return of J.D. Martinez imminent that they feel like between him and Tyler Collins and Upton and Maven that they have that group pretty secure while, while also throwing in Mike Avilas in, in the uh, super utility role and even Andrew Romine for a game every now and then in center. Uh, could they look for a bench bat? That's going to depend on whether Brad Ausmus wants to stick with name man bullpen. Right now he seems to. Uh, but we'll see if things change here as that rotation keeps eating up innings. They've got Dustin Malkin in the bullpen, who I think pitched a total of four outings in July, which even if you take the all-star break into account, is an incredibly low amount of work for, for a major league reliever. I'm sort of making a big deal here of them being back right in the mix and, and this race having gotten closer. I wonder how much does that affect the front office's thinking? Are they – are they adjusting their plans? I mean, there's a long-term vision here, but as they have gotten back into this, does their view of this change, is there increased pressure even slightly on them or increased urgency to take advantage of an opportunity? Or is it more, yeah, there are peaks and valleys within the course of a season and we're not going to get too um, distracted or too put off the plan by a good couple of weeks? This for office right now seems very disciplined and that's been you know, pretty impressive for a group that really except for the guy at the top it's the same group that was here under Dave Dombrowski you know maybe with the exception of Dave Littlefield being in charge of the farm system uh they've really talked about and starting from Alavila on down they've talked about you know, them expecting this team to contend but that it might take a little bit of time for, for things to sort itself out and that they feel like they want to get an idea of what this team looks like when it's healthy. And, you know, with Zimmerman coming back Thursday, with Martinez back now, we should get a pretty good idea real soon what this team looks like at full strength and with guys starting to click. Uh, you know, they feel like the roster is largely set. You know, that bullpen still looks like it could take some creativity but even the fact that when you talk with Avila and Brad Ausmus, they don't want to take starting-type arms and throw them into the bullpen just to, just to bring guys in. Uh, but they also feel like it's, a huge difference is that the way that Michael Fulmer has pitched over the last couple of months, not only effectively but efficiently, 
they might not have to do as extreme measures to uh, keep him under his workload count that, that they might have wanted. Now, they're starting to take a little bit of a creative view, looking at as much uh, pitch count as innings count, but, but they really like where they're at with him, which I think makes a huge difference when you look at this team down the stretch. So let's let's dive into that a little more because that clearly is, is one of the important topics with this club, and, and it's really one of the things that we're talking about all around baseball and have been for a few years here, how you handle young starters, how you manage their innings, how you manage their workload. Uh, in, in Toronto, it appears that possibly any day now we're going to hear that Aaron Sanchez is done starting, uh, maybe another start or two. Um, the, the Mets went through this. Of course, that was a guy coming off surgery. But it's it's everybody has ideas. What is the Tigers' plan as far as handling Fulmer, as far as getting value out of him through a postseason, through a playoff race, possibly getting something out of him in the playoffs, and keeping him healthy in the long run? Well, they keep talking. They want to keep him in the rotation, and they feel like they can do that. Uh, a few weeks ago, they felt like, okay, we might have to get – you know, that they had enough off days and stuff where they could skip him a turn, maybe give him a few extra days here and there. They were able to do that this last time with off days last Thursday and, and this Monday. So they were able to, to give him a little bit of an extra break there, although some of the injuries and some gut moving parts maybe didn't allow them to give him as many days as they would have liked. But it seems like there was at least a little bit of a, a thinking outside the box here where instead of talking in a purely innings standpoint, they're looking now as much or if not more at pitch count, what he's doing pitches for innings and high-stress pitches. And it seems like, talking with Brad Ausmus the other day, that when you look at it this way, they might not have to do a whole lot to rest him the rest of the year. To where, you know, depending on how his starts go here in August, they might have not have to do much of anything at all with him to, to have him available for the stretch run and then into the playoffs, which is incredible when you, when you think about where they were looking at with him and what type of innings workload uh, we're, we're talking about here. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Jason Beck, for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 